0: Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. So we've been looking at healing accounts that happened under Jesus's ministry to catch our viewers up. I would ask you, if you're viewing, to watch the previous episode. This will help you for what we're getting ready to teach. But I want to go to Mark chapter 10, and we're looking at this incident of healing because the Holy Spirit had the writers in the New Testament to record 19 different individual cases of healing. We need to honor what he said should be recorded. We need to study these. And so this is what I'm endeavoring to do is take these healing miracles and study them, look at them line by line. Look at it word by word, phrase by phrase. What do we need to, what light, greater light can we get from these? So we've been looking at, we started with the previous episode looking at blind Bartimaeus. So let's read that passage again in Mark chapter 10, verse 46 through 52. It says, and they came to Jericho and as Jesus went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of uh, Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole, and immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. So we said previously that, that this man's name is recorded, tells us that this man was noted in that region, that a lot of people knew who he was. And we know this, he sat uh, on an active passageway, he sat on the highway. So so many people would have, uh, coming into the city or leaving it, would have seen him. He was well-recognized. And so it says, when he heard of Jesus, verse 47, he began to cry out and say, son of David, have mercy on me. And we were talking about, he didn't just sit silently by and say, well, I hope Jesus notices my need. Uh, Doesn't God know what I'm going through? Yeah, he knows what you're going through, but that he knows what you're going through is not permission to work for you. That's right. Amen. Jesus made this statement. He said, God knows what he said. The father knows what you need. Even before you ask, Aww. listen to this. God, no, the father knows what you need. Yes. He knows what you need. But listen, to the next phrase, even before you ask. Right. Right. So even though he knows you still have to ask, That's right. why is that? If God knows that I need healing, why do I have to express or call out to okay. him? Because what he knows does not give him permission to work for you. For example, if some if we received an offering during the service and Pastor Noel here takes out his wallet and I see, you know, four $100 bills in his wallet. I can look down there and I see, I know he's got four $100 bills, but that's not permission for me to take it. That's right. God looks into our lives. He sees what we need, but that's not permission to do anything. It's faith that gives him permission yes. to fulfill the need he sees in your life. So <clears throat> Jairus, um, excuse me, blind Bartimaeus did not just sit back and wait for Jesus to notice him. And he didn't take this attitude. Well, if he cared about me, why didn't he notice me? You know, sometimes people can get upset with others because they didn't notice that they weren't at church or whatever. And then they, well, why didn't you notice I wasn't there? Well, why didn't you call somebody and tell them, hey, I have a need? <laughs> <laughs> don't get offended with people don't notice. Because if you need something, uh, scripturally, we should be calling Jesus. Yes. The word says you have not because you ask not. Yes. So it, it it does away with the mentality of, of putting it all off on God. If we need something, then we need to take the lead and say something. Say, But say it to God. Don't just say it to people. So many people are running around with their need and telling other people because they're wanting people to help. Jairus did not ask for any person in this crowd to help him. And listen, he probably would have been one of the most needy people there. His need would have been great. He can't see, he can't even see where Jesus is. And you know, they're, they're glad to push into the back because he can't see if he's at the back or the front. <laughs> That's right. That's and they got their own need. They're trying to put in front, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. So there's no one helping him. He's not asking anybody to help him. He's crying out in the direction of help. Yes. So uh, when you have a need, you call out, you call. And we were quoting in the previous episode, Romans four seventeen, that the definition of faith is what Abraham did. He called those things which be not as though they were, which means this, that when something isn't there that you need, you tell it to get there. Amen. Right. You call it. You say, Pastor, well, I need healing. Well, then call it. Well, I did. Keep calling. <laughs> Well, well, I thought I could just call once. You couldn't even call your children just once and get them to come half the time. You kept calling till they came, right? Why? Because you knew you had a child and you knew you better get here. (laughs) Well, I can't, just because you couldn't see your child didn't mean you didn't call them. You knew you had one. You might not see healing, but you know you got healing, so just call it. Same thing, same thing. Very good. And so this is what, Uh, blind Bartimaeus did as he called. And uh, then we quoted Psalms 107, verse two, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The hand of the enemy is anything the the enemy does. Sickness is of the enemy. Lack is of the enemy. Torment, fear, depression, Oppression, all these things are at the hand of the enemy, but the, but the word says you're going to have to say you're redeemed from that. Yeah. Amen. You're going to have to say it. Right. It's not a something that works automatically until you say it. This is voice activated victory. Yeah. Come on, let's yeah. get right. Voice activated. Amen. My husband used to make this statement your redemption won't work unless you say so. You're going to have to say Amen. something. Now, I like the verse in Philemon. Uh, there's only one chapter to, to, to Philemon. It's verse in verse 6. It says this, that the communication of thy faith may become effectual by the acknowledging mm-hmm. of every good thing which is in you in Christ. Yes. What's that mean? Your faith activates the blessing right. Jesus made yours when you acknowledge it. How do you acknowledge it? You say it. You thank God for it. You worship him. All these are acknowledgements. And this is what Fleeman is saying, that your faith has an effect when you acknowledge what Jesus made yours. Amen. 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 So faith calls those things which be not as though they were. And we don't just do it once. It's a lifestyle. It's our, it becomes our way of speaking. I call myself healed. I call myself provided for. And you don't just wait till bills need paying. It becomes a lifestyle because it's our mindset. We begin to think in line with this. So blind Bartimaeus called and the healer stopped for him. I love this. Yeah. It says that when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, he began to cry out. Jesus stopped for him. Now, Oral Roberts, who was a wonderful healing evangelist, his ministry was widely recognized starting in the 40s and really went all the way through like the 80s, 1980, somewhere around in there. And uh, he made this statement. He said, "Every day, miracles are coming to you or going past you. Now think of that. Every day, miracles are coming to you. You're going past you. Well, how do you determine whether or not they stop with you? Or do they go past you? Same thing, with, we do what blind Bartimaeus did. A miracle was coming toward him. Yes. Yeah. Yes. What did he do? He didn't sit silent there. He called. Yes. Yeah. How with God's miracle power, see, God never stops moving. You have to understand it's not about getting God to move for you. God's always moving. It's about us receiving the movement. Amen. How do you receive the movement? You acknowledge God's power is moving. I take it. Yes. It's good. And this is what blind Bartimaeus did. He recognized that Jesus was coming his way and he was not willing to let him pass by with his need unmet. And so he called out. That's how you, you access miracle power. Amen. You call for it. Yes. You call for it. If things have not shown up you need, call more, call more, increase your calling. Don't increase your talking about your need. Don't sit at dinner and talk about it for the 14th time. Call what it is you need. So verse 47 says this, that when he heard that it was Jesus, he began to cry out. And he said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now, by Bartimaeus calling him son of David, he's calling him Messiah. Yes. Because this is the description of the Messiah. He's the son of David. So blind Bartimaeus is seeing what people in the synagogue could not see. <laughs> what religious leaders uh-huh. could not see. A blind man saw it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he saw Jesus as the Messiah. And he acknowledged that by calling him the son of David. So you hear his faith, don't you? Yes, you hear right. his faith. Yes. And then he said, have mercy on me. He must have heard It said that the healings are a mercy. Healing power is a flow of the mercy of God. Miracle power is a flow of the mercy of God. And you know what it says? God's mercies are new every morning. What's that mean? Miracle power is coming to you every day. That's yes. yes. what it means. It's exactly what old Robert said. Every day miracles yes. are coming yes. to you are going past you. Mercy is available to us every day. Yes. So no matter how badly you messed up to yesterday, that's all right. A new supply of mercy on, is baby. fully stocked yes. for Amen. today. Yes. We Lord. never run out on the end of his mercy. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. No, we don't abuse it. We don't presume upon the mercies of God and say, I'm going to live any way I want because I'll get mercy. That's That's not how you're going to cooperate with the mercy of God. That's not a cooperation. That's a violation of the mercy of God. So although blind Bartimaeus needed healing, he called for mercy. You know, you can receive healing the same way. Mercies of God are new this morning. I receive the mercy of God into my body. And it works a healing cure in my body. Yes. So healing is a mercy of God. Yes. It's a flow of the mercy of God. And we can call it healing mercy. Because mercy works many things. Yeah. Mercy works miracles. Mercy works salvation. Mercy works all these things. It's of the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. That's right. Is what the word says. Amen. Amen. Think about it when King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat and God's people were threatened. Three ar- three enemy armies joined forces and they came against God's people. Jehoshaphat called for the people to come together and pray. And they did. And in the midst of that, the word of the Lord came through a prophet and said, this battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. You don't need to fight in this. Now, is he telling them they don't have a role? No, you have a role. And, uh, Basically, they went down the next morning to face the enemy, and God said, You put praisers up front. You would think naturally you put your best shots up front, right? Sure, yeah. But God said, You put your praisers up front, and this is what they are to say For the Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. And that's all they were to say. They weren't to say, Oh my gosh, look at the big one. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, they got more swords than us. No, they were assigned what to say. Don't say anything but this. They were assigned what to say. The word assigns us as to what to say. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let the poor say I'm rich. Let the sick say I'm healed. Let the broke say I'm rich. So you have to say what you're assigned to by the word. And so they got up and they, uh, they, they called out their assignment. And their assignment was, their sign saying was, for the Lord is good. When you're hurting, talk about the goodness of God. Amen. When maybe your life is going a difficult direction, talk about the goodness of God. Why? Because you bring that goodness into manifestation. Now... For the Lord is good. His, His, it, the word tells us that, uh, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Wow. It follows me. How do I, how do I get it to work into the situations of my day? We call it. Yes. We call it. I call the goodness of God. It's out of His goodness that mercy comes. Yes. It's out of his goodness that mercy yes. comes. Wow. And so when you say when Bon Bartimaeus was calling son of David, have mercy on me, he was calling God good. Right? Yes. yes. So this man said a mouthful in just a couple statements. Uh-huh. I mean, when you only got a cup, when when Jesus is walking by, you better make it good. You better, you better say the right thing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> It better be the right statement. Don't waste your moment. And in a moment, he said a mouthful, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Well, only a good God would have mercy. Amen. And so God's people were assigned, put the praisers up front. And you go out declaring for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And they did. And when they started saying that, it says when they started saying that, God set ambushments. And these three enemy armies that had joined forces turned on one another and killed each other. You talk about confusion. The devil's confused. And he wants you as confused as he is. But the word gives you clear thinking. Yeah. Yes. And so they the enemy armies killed each other, and all that was left for God's people that showed up to the battlefield was to pick <laughs> pick up all the the riches and the spoils and all the stuff because the, what what the the custom of the day the, the way you went to battle is you carried your wealth with you, and then whoever one got it. it. Boy, it, you know why they did that? Keep you fighting harder. Yes. Yes. It kept you fighting yes. because yes. your wealth was with you. Yes. And it wasn't just your life. It was the livelihood of the next generations. Oh. And, yes. and that's how they kept you fighting because your wealth is on you and yes. with you. Yes. So the enemies took their wealth with them. And it changed hands in one day because somebody remembered God was good and His mercy endured forever. And the whole wealth of a nation was turned that day. And it took them three days to carry it off. Three days to carry it off. Why? Because they magnified God's goodness and His mercy. This is what blind Bartimaeus was doing. He, that. he probably would have heard of the testimony of, of Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat and what they did. Possibly he would have known that passage, you see. And so this is what he did. He cried out for mercy. Jesus is not going to pass you by when you do that. Right. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Verse 48. It says, and many charged blind Bartimaeus that he should hold his peace. Yeah, it's easy for you to tell me to be quiet when you can see. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> I'm the one suffering. Listen, there, no, one, no, one wants, uh, no one wants your need met as much as you. Do your own calling. Don't wait for somebody else. Do your praying for you and do your believing for you. Do your own calling. And so they, it says they, many charged him that he should hold his peace. In other words, he's so loud. Well, he can't see where Jesus is at in proximity. So he is making sure I'm louder than all of you and that he hears me. You can understand. He doesn't know if he's 10 feet away, if he's 50 feet away. He doesn't know if he's right in front of him. He doesn't know proximity. And he's just screaming in their ear. I want to make sure. You know what? People who aren't calling get offended and they don't appreciate the call of faith. They don't appreciate it. And they told him, hold your peace. In other words, shut up. Lower your volume. And I love this. But he cried the more. A great deal. They didn't do his thinking for him. They weren't doing his suffering for him either. So why are you gonna let him do them do your thinking? So he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So know this, don't listen to people who aren't calling. Amen. People who aren't using their faith, don't take counsel from them. Amen. And what's amazing here is really some people hold such little compassion for those suffering. I mean, they can see he's blind. He's a professional beggar, so to speak. He spent his whole life doing that. And they have so little compassion that his potential for help is coming and they're putting themselves up front. And his need is large. Large. Well, in fact, uh, we need to have... If we're going to have fellowship with the father, we're going to take on his thoughts about others. That means we're going to have compassion for people and for people that are suffering. In fact, the word has linked your help to how interested you are in other people. James says this, James 5, 16 says, pray one for another that you may be healed What did he do? He linked. You must care for somebody else if you want your healing. You're not earning it. But when you don't care for somebody, you're taking yourself out of position for healing to reach you. When you pray for somebody else who's in need, you're positioning yourself where healing can reach you. Because now what you prayed for is going to boomerang back and bless your own life. So it does need to matter to you that others get what they need, that others get help. That we need to we need to be interested in someone besides ourselves, right? And so this crowd was somebody who they were just not interested. So the crowd was not going to help him to reach Jesus. They weren't going to say, "Hey, let him up front," you know, put him up front. He's obviously need. No, they're trying to push him back. Say, "Be quiet, back there." That's how humanity will, that's how flesh will treat people that are suffering. So he had to do his own calling. No one can bring your need before God like you can. So don't depend on others. Amen. He did not let the crowd pressure him into silence. Don't let circumstances take the faith out of your mouth. Don't listen to circumstances Amen. so much that you quit using your faith. Amen. Don't listen to circumstances and let them be louder than you. Yeah. you're going to have to be louder than circumstances. Amen. And what did what did Bar, uh, blind Bartimaeus do? He just kept getting louder. You tell me to shut up, brother. We're going to go to another volume. We're going on up to another level. <laughs> Verse 49, I love it. I love these next words. Verse 49, and Jesus stood still. Ah, Jesus stood still. Jesus was not traveling with the intent to go find blind Bartimaeus. He was on his own mission. But when he heard faith, he delayed his journey for faith. He delayed where he was going Because faith stops him in his tracks. I love something that one minister said, and he said, God will pass over a million people just to get to the one with faith. There are some things that Jesus will not stop for. Uh Mm -hmm. But faith is one thing he won't pass by. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Jesus won't stop for begging and doubt and unbelief and crying and the cry of doubt. The mm-hmm. cry, and I'm not talking about weeping because someone is facing something. He's interested, he cares, but there has to be faith in that. There can't just be doubt and unbelief and desperation, and he can't stop for that. Amen. But he does, he refuses to pass by someone who's got faith. Yes. Yes. So Jesus stopped for his faith, and notice he didn't do everything for blind Bartimaeus. He didn't even say, Hey, I hear somebody crying, you know, let me go find him. Right. Yeah. Come on. And, uh, so he come, he said, Jesus stood still verse 49 and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man and said unto him, be of good comfort arise. He calleth thee. So notice he, the blind man has oh. to find his way to Jesus. Oh, These on. people, you have no record. They helped him. <laughs> he, they, they, have no, no record of help, you know, and notice uh, Jesus, he, and Bartimaeus wasn't looking for convenience. Right. Amen. Faith will do what's not convenient. Yes. Yes. You know, if, if there's a, a particular church where you need to go to get fed, you'll drive however That's far right. you got to drive to get there. Right. Because right. when you're hungry for God, you're not looking for what's convenient. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Amen. You don't just go to church when it's convenient. Yes. Absolutely. And it says in verse 15, he cast away his garment and rose and came to him. And this would have been a government issued garment that gave him permission to beg. You couldn't just beg because you were lazy to work. You had to have a legitimate need. So when he cast off this garment, he's saying, I'll never need that again. He wasn't looking to live off the government. He wasn't looking to live off society. He wanted his own faith. He wanted his own miracle. And Jesus answered in him and said, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. See, Jesus had to know, what do you have faith for? I know what I can, Jesus could see he was blind, but he's going, what are you believing for? It's not enough that you have a need. You have to know, what are you believing for? You might have a need and not even be exercising your faith. And Jesus said unto him, and he said that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said, unto him, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight. Look at this, and follow Jesus in the way. It mattered what he did after he was healed. He followed. He didn't just pick up and go out and hang out with his buddies and go out and live a life of pleasure. He followed Jesus in the way. It matters who you hang out with and where you go after you receive your healing so that the devil cannot steal your healing from you. Thank God for the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at defraimministries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.